as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the As Bold as Lions podcast. It is time, yes, it is time for another installment uh, in our podcast here, um, talking about my favorite verses. And uh, I'm your host, Derek, Derek Charles Johnson. Glad you could join me today. Um, I don't have a lot of uh, things to set up this week or um, just banter. I don't have my wife on, so I can't banter with anybody. But uh hope your week has been well. We are into the month of November. Uh, these months, November and December, are probably some of my favorite months of the year, the, the holidays, the, the lead up to Thanksgiving, which, um, personally I feel is like kind of the, the unsung holidays kind of forgotten because it gets thrown in there and then we're, we're supposed to be thankful and gather and, and be grateful. But then we go out and spend tons of money and buy Christmas presents and, and start just, uh, shopping and all of that. So it quickly changes. But, um, these weeks of, of Thanksgiving, and then on to Christmas are, are some of my favorite in the year. And, um, these weeks of, uh, of doing this blog are, are some of my favorite as well. This blog, this podcast, um, talking about my favorite verses would, wouldn't you know? So they are, uh, some of the things that I love to share about, love to talk about. Um, certainly I pull, uh, quite a bit of scripture if I can into the blogs that I do, the, the podcasts that I do. And that's on purpose because I feel like I can write a lot of things from a, a Christian perspective, but I need to always have the Bible there to kind of support and, and uphold what, what I'm trying to say and, and maybe even more so to allow the Bible to, to lead discussions and lead content and, and then what I'm saying to, to, um, reflect that and to, to support what, what is in there. So. As we move along, we talked about uh, a verse in Proverbs last week, one of my favorites, which is ca um, causing us to to be led into trust. Um, the title of, of that was Trust and Be Led, and you can go back and listen to that if you missed it. It's uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This week, we are going to 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. And um, this is kind of a meaty verse. I'll be uh, honest with you. There's a lot here. And this is from Paul to the Corinthian church. Um, today's title is Fighting with the Right Weapon. And I want to read this verse in two different um, translations. The first is uh, the English Standard, the ESV. And that's a verse that, uh, or that's a version that I commonly, if I'm putting um, uh, scripture quotes and, and things into the the podcast is, it's usually from the ESV. It's one of my, my favorites, um, as of late. So this verse, uh, in that translation, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. 
We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Okay, so hold that thought and now listen to it again from a different version, um, perhaps maybe one you've heard or more familiar with um, if you're a little older like me, the King James Version, the KJV. Um, so it says, For the weapons are of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I love that exalteth. That's uh, that King James uh, language and verbiage in there. So I want to share those two versions because um, the, the ESV, obviously the one I typically use for uh, the, the blogs I do, devotionals I do um, in podcasts, I'd say almost 90% of the time it's, it's from that version. But I like that King James version for some reason. And I think when I go back and I, I think about this verse and I re- recall it because it's from the King James, it's, it's kind of a weird thing with me. I listened to a lot of Christian music growing up. And this this verse was in a uh, a song. It would be like a Christian metal type of song. So think of like, you know, Christian lyrics and and things about uh, God and stuff. But it's it's um, in a metal, hard, heavy, you know, type of <laughs> a music style. Um, and so that that verse was played in the song. And I, I used to listen to to music on the way to school on the bus to and from, sometimes an hour or so on the bus in the morning and in the evening. And my parents would would be um, first to say that if we were going somewhere in the car, I had my, my little Sony Walkman or, or whatever cassette player. So I, I listened to music a lot growing up. And a lot of times it was these uh, heavier types of bands. So this verse, whenever I listened to this particular song uh, or this album by this band, um it was in there. So it just kind of like stuck with me. It's like hearing a verse in Sunday school or um, somewhere like we talked about last time where we kind of pick up these favorite verses. And so for some reason, just hearing that for the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds um, and on and on as he, as he goes there, that just kind of, it's always stuck with me. And I thought, man, this is just a cool verse. Um, And it, it took me a while to figure out like, okay, this is what he's talking about. And that's, you know, obviously where we're, we're kind of headed today. But, um, and the other thing is, if you listen to this verse and you're going back to the King James, if you can find it like on your Bible app or something and, and then find like the British uh, guy narrating it, it sounds pretty cool. Like add some weight to it if you're uh, saying it with that British accent for some reason. So anyway, that's a total aside. But, um, the second installment of my favorite verses, it, it's taking us into the New Testament, and I kind of want to go back and forth between old and new to a, a few different things um, throughout the Bible. Um, and this is written by the Apostle Paul. And I, you know this if you've read Paul, if um, if you're um, somebody who's familiar with the Bible and if you've read any of the New Testament, when you get into Paul's writings, there's so much depth to them, you know, whether you're in Corinthians or, or Romans or Ephesians, you know, all these books just have just so much theology and they're just rich, you know, and so uh, you can kind of just go by line, line by line in, in some of these books and some of these chapters and you, you can literally just kind of camp out on one thing sometimes. And, 
you know, we, we have to be careful not to put so much emphasis on, on Paul and be like, wow, you know, Paul's, Paul's amazing. Well, yeah, he is, but we have to realize like this is all God inspired. It's, it's God breathed. If we believe it's in the Bible, it's there because God, um, inspired it. He ordained it. He caused it to be written and taken down. So this is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's how Paul's writing. That's how he's receiving this. So we know there's power and we know there's authority because these are truly the very words of God. So uh, stepping back, I, I know the the verse today, um, it may not be in your top 10, and I, I understand that. If you go through your favorite Bible verses, you probably heard this one, but it may not be like, wow, I really resonate with that. But um, I've looked for some verses through for this series uh, that challenge my own understanding of the gospel and how I live it out. And as we we kind of unfold this the scripture today and and um, examine it here, I, I want to take a look at what it means to fight in the flesh versus in the spirit. And and Paul talks about that a lot. Um, we see the the mind, our minds, is kind of the immediate battleground where everything takes place. Where that's where the battle starts, and a lot of times that's where it's it's fought uh, and won or or lost is in our minds. And this is where the war wages. And our minds, as we go to the Bible, has to they have to develop an affinity for the things of the Lord and not the things of this world. So that's all my, my setup for this week, and uh, hope that kind of helps steer our, our conversation as we dive in. The first point today, as we look at 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, is that we must fight in the Spirit and not in the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. And that King James is, um, there our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, when we think of weapons um, used to defeat an enemy, if we're in a war, if we're in a battle, we, we think of physical things. We think of, you know, all the machinery that our, our armies and our navies and uh, Marines and Air Force, all the things we have, the guns and the tanks and the planes and um, bombs. It's all modern day <clears throat> innovations, inventions that, that we use. Um, and in Paul day, <clears throat> Paul's day, I'm sorry, <clears throat> the weapons were still there, but they're, they're a bit more primitive. And we understand that there's, there's swords, there's knives, arrows, chariots, those types of things. But uh, the understanding is, is, is clear either way. That's a physical weapon that is used to defeat an enemy. And Paul is saying, is in these first few words, he's, he's saying we, we put all those things aside. And why is that? Because our fight is not physical. It is spiritual. So stop thinking about the battle in terms of a physical foe and a physical fight, because that's not where we fight it. To fight a spiritual battle requires spiritual weapons. And those weapons come through God and are used to bring down the enemy's strongholds. And Paul often links the, the aspect of the spirit alongside power. And, and in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5, he says, My speech and my message um, are in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Power comes to the believer in Christ as, as he or she relies upon the spirit. And that, I think, primarily is, is through prayer and and reading, understanding, knowing God's Word. And if we pick up these weapons on a regular basis, 
I believe, and I think the 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 word uh, affirms this, is that we are going to see victory in our lives. If we pick up these weapons and use them and apply them, we are going to have victory in our lives. The strongholds that the enemy has, he they're no match for the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's a power that we tap into through prayer and understanding Scripture. And I just want to make that as clear as I can, because that's where today's discussion is going, that these weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, they're not fleshly. We can't fight them that way. We have to fight through the Word, through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, working in us and interceding. And that is where we take the battle. Secondly, we fight against anything that opposes God. It says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. So if we go back to the beginning, if we go back to the garden, we see that Satan's plan has been the same from the get-go. He wants mankind to doubt God. He wants to plant those seeds of doubt in us any way that he can. Genesis 3.1, he said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? He's already just trying to put that, insert that doubt. Did, did God really say that? The tax, tactics that the enemy uses, they're not any different um, as he tried to deceive and did deceive Adam and Eve, and he attempted to deceive Christ but failed. Um, he'll use those same tactics on us. And let's be honest, Satan, he doesn't really have to work that hard. He just um, has society, as a, a general rule, is, is already opposed to the things of God. And Christianity, it seems, is, is really often on the defense. It's it's forced to justify its beliefs and, and its opinions because there are so many out there whose minds and whose hearts are, are deceived. So into this fight, we have to be proactive. You and I as Christians, we have to be thinking ahead a few steps. And that takes a little bit of preparation and and just godly uh, prayer and wisdom on our parts. We have to point out falsehoods and lies. And we pray for these strongholds to be demolished. I think Paul is clear here that um, these weapons that we're using, they're, they're able to bring down these strongholds that the enemy puts out there. And uh, we ask for the truth of God's word to come in. We ask for um, the lies to be um, exposed and seen for what they are. Satan is the father of lies, and he's he's the one who who brings uh, deceit and and um, to to try to get us off course to 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 get us to not trust the Lord, as we talked about last week, just trusting the Lord with all of our hearts. He's the one that's trying to put that half-hearted trust into us and, and get us to to at least consider that God may not have our best interest in mind. And I think in that, you know, we have to start within ourselves to say, my, is my heart in check? You know, is, is where I'm at right with the Lord? And from there as well, we, we have to look into the world, like, where are the places where Truth, um, truth has been hidden. The truth of God's word is has been exchanged for a lie. And I know you can literally say, "Well, that's everywhere." But okay, in your own life, um, where can you see it? In your own relationships, where can you see it? 
in the place where you work, in the place where you go to school, uh, maybe even in your church. Maybe there's some things that are like, that's that's a lie, and you've allowed that to come in and um, take root. And those are things that we can expose and root out and say, Satan, you have no power here. You have to you have to get out of here. Hit the road. So we take steps to shine God's truth in dark places. So talking about 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, first we've said, we must fight this battle in the spirit and not in the flesh. Secondly, we said, we fight anything against anything that opposes God. We expose lies. We um, we expose um, false truths that, that people have accepted or um, that perhaps we've even internalized and, and we, we, we take those to task. Finally, we fight to take thoughts captive to Christ. Simply says, um, take every thought captive to obey Christ. That's um, the ESV, um, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's the King James. So, talked about it at the onset here, but the the mind is the battle, the battleground, the battlefield, and I think the mind is where we we are introduced to doubts, we're introduced to falsehoods, and we have a choice to make if we're going to pursue that, entertain that, and then it can go from there. I think um, thoughts can turn into just actions and words and behaviors, and pretty soon that starts to influence lifestyle and just the choices we make and um, really who we are, the content of our of our character. So take every thought captive. That's where it starts. And, um, you know, I think this is, this is the final point that, that we have to apply most readily to our lives. And, um, this is an area where the enemy can trap us. He can, he can get us to fall to, to these wrong patterns of thinking, um, wrong beliefs about God and ourselves. And when we start to accept those things as, as being true, we're starting to kind of rewire these pathways in our brain and to, to set in motion things that God did not ordain. We're kind of allowing them, though, to, to start taking root. And really, we start to take on a mindset that is, is not Christ-like. It literally starts to happen. But if we immediately and regularly close the door to this wrongful thinking, what starts to happen? Well, we start to, to not only safeguard our minds, but through the washing of God's Word, we take on new pathways. Go with me here. We take on these new pathways, and they're they're layered with truth and power. Um, we can think about that, and anything that we study and memory recall and things that we, we put into our mind if we're trying to study for a test or learn something, a new skill or trade, the more we come back to that, the more we put that in, it starts to um, become more habit and just more rote uh, within how we, we perform or recall, recall the, the things that we need to know. And there's an aspect of that with, with the Word, with Scripture, with what we're putting in, uh, spiritually speaking. And if we're allowing that to, to continually just come into our minds, then we are going to just, we're going to set ourselves up to, to be fed um by the Lord and to see fruit eventually um, come about as we, th- those things just are internalized and can't help but start coming out. And the words that we say, um, the thoughts, you know, they, 
the um, those things that are, are wrong are dismissed, and we we stop, we put an end to those those patterns of wrongful thinking that we've allowed to to kind of set in, um, and just our behavior, like we we act differently, we we treat others differently, we we approach things differently, and that's all um, through God just working on us. That's a big process of sanctification, um, that, that, that process of, of just, um, being purified and, and being made holy as we pursue him, um, be holy as I am holy. So that, you know, if we do that, look out because that is what the enemy fears the most that, that you and I will understand more fully the authority we have in Christ that, the name of Jesus alone, it brings power. It, it causes demons to flee, sicknesses to be healed, and it can even raise the dead back to life. We must stand upon that name, and, and then any thought that is wayward or, or somehow in error, we, we bring that back under his authority. That's what Paul's saying here, that we bring it to the authority and to obey Christ. It must obey him. So in closing here, you know, I don't know if you've heard a lot of messages on Second Corinthians, specifically um, chapter ten, verses four and five. If you've heard messages, you've read any studies on it. Um, and to be honest, you know, I, looking back into just recent memory, I I can't say that I have. Um, probably have at some point, but you know, it's it's not a topic that necessarily gets a lot of. Um, I don't know, just a lot of coverage at, at, at best that I can say. But if you, you know, do a web search on it, you find some stuffs out there. And, um, I, I can say some of that overlaps with what we talked about here because I've, I've went out and looked a little bit. Um, but I think oftentimes this topic is avoided. And I think the real reason it is, is because it gets into this, this spiritual area. That sometimes um, can be kind of a, a dark thing, you know. There can be some darkness to when we talk about the spiritual side of like the evil that's out there, the things that are uh, of the enemy and and Satan and, and things like that. So sometimes people want to avoid getting too heavily into that, especially as we're talking about taking thoughts captive and and uh, fighting this this battle, you know, with within the spirit. Um, with the weapons that we have are, are to use. So it can be an area of discussion that, um, that people just avoid. Um, but I, I think we have to, I think we have to talk about it. I think it's good to talk about it. I think we, we have to go into the world to fight the darkness with the tools that we've been given. We, we, we focus on the light. We don't focus on the dark. We, we focus on the message of the gospel. You know, if you and I are in Christ, we, we already have all the power and authority that we need, uh, that we are to tap into. And that, that is through the Holy Spirit. Um, the Spirit enables us to stand. It, it allows us to defend and even to dismantle what Satan is trying to do, whether it's, you know, in the home, whether it's at our jobs, our churches, our schools, wherever. The evil one has no claim on you. Or I, Jesus does, and we need to be reminded of that because when we forget, we we allow the enemy to once again get that foothold that he was never intended to have. Jesus has claimed you; he bought you with a price. And when we fight with the right weapons, we push back this enemy that no longer has power over us. 
So that is my charge to you as we finish out this verse, uh, this passage today. And again, this is this is pretty heavy. It's not necessarily the the easiest topic. And as you think about favorite verses, you're like, that's one that uh, maybe isn't in my top five or ten or whatever. But I'd ask you to consider it, and maybe it's even one to put on a note card, like we've talked about. Put that on the mirror. Or, the coffee pot next to uh, where you pour your morning coffee, whatever, and and just think about it, just meditate on it, and think about once again the authority that you have in Christ, because we are using these weapons. They're not physical weapons; they're they're of the spirit. They're given to us to dismantle lies, to take down strongholds, to push back the enemy, and to bring all of this into obedience to Christ, because. We are, uh, we are proclaimers of truth and we are, um, jealous for the name of our Lord because we love him and, and, uh, we, we believe that his plans are for good and not for harm. And, and we want the rest of the world to know that, especially our friends, our neighbors, our, our family members, those that we really care about and love. We want them to know the truth and the rest of the world as well. So guys, I um, I hope that blesses you and encourages you today. Again, I'd love to hear from you. Um, info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com. And if I can pray for you, um, for sure, hit me, hit me up um, with anything. Closing out today, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. God bless you guys. Take care. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.